everybody. Welcome to the Upopolis Podcast. This is episode 20. I'm Kristen Nogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Upopolis' National Program Manager. If you haven't visited us on Upopolis before, pop on over to upopolis.com and learn all about how youth can get connected with their peers and access reliable medical content, get involved in leadership opportunities, and explore what it's like to be a part of a private online patient community that connects youth with medical diagnosis, medical conditions, their siblings, as well as youth who are navigating grief as a result of the death of a loved one. So I'm excited today because I have known this youth for my entire time working on the Upopolis platform. This is Maggie. Maggie joined Upopolis in the very early days when it launched, probably close to 13 years ago. Maggie, do you want to tell our guests a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So um, like she said, my name is Maggie. And I live in beautiful British Columbia. Um, I am 21 years old, and I'm currently in university for respiratory therapy. Um, I have a goal ultimately to go into the pediatric healthcare system, uh, which has helped me so much with my diagnosis, which is uh, hip dysplasia and uh, dysautonomia. And so I'm super excited to be here today and to share a little bit of my story. We live on the opposite ends of this beautiful country, and British Columbia is absolutely beautiful. What is hip dysplasia? Do you just want to help our listeners better understand that? So I was born without hips at all, so I didn't have the femur and the ball or the socket in my hips. So I've had uh, 12 surgeries to reconstruct the hips, and a lot of them have just I started when I was really little. I was two, so I had a late diagnosis, and then I had five surgeries and was pretty much immobilized in body casts. And then when I was 10, I started having surgeries again. And I actually just had my left hip replaced a few weeks ago. 12 surgeries. So you get the part about that inspired Christina when she was a youth and she started Eupopolis um, as an early adult because of that isolation. And not just like being isolated in your room, but just having to be in hospital away from your friends, being in you know, in surgery and your mobility changing for a while, all those things you would totally understand. Yeah, I totally get that. And also it's one of the things that I found really difficult was that when I would have to go for appointments, which are pretty frequent, it's a six hour drive from my home. And so we would always be going and we'd have to stay overnight and we would have to wait a little bit in Vancouver for results so that we didn't have to drive back and forth. And so those extended periods of time away from my friends and family were really tough constant disruption to your school. So how old were you when you got involved with Eupopolis? I was quite young. I believe I was around 10. It was very early days in Eupopolis. I remember like the platform had just been introduced and I was one of the only kids at Children's. Yeah, I was I was quite young and it was it was pretty revolutionary to be honest. I mean, to be introduced to a platform where there was other kids uh, going through dif- medical difficulties was something that I had never really experienced and coming from a small town, I didn't have any friends with, who had similar challenges. I was just talking to one of the girls that runs a camp in episode 19. And we were saying like, it's a place where you can go. Extraordinary kids can go to be, to be ordinary. It applies so much to the Apopolis platform as well, because you go there and yes, you have your medical diagnosis, but everybody on the platform has a medical diagnosis. So it's nice that You can just go there and be peers and connect. But if you need that support that's specific to you, you just want to chat with because they're going through it too. And 
maybe they're having like lots of disruptions to their schooling because they're going to these appointments like you were and taking multiple days to have to go to one appointment because of the distance and waiting for results. That's the goal is to like connect people so that they have a community that gets it. Yeah, totally. I think that that there's that underlying understanding that's just so important and which makes Eupopolis stand out so much. Did you take on any of the leadership roles when you were on Eupopolis? So I started as uh, just a patient, just a user, and um, I made some amazing connections on Eupopolis. And then when I was a little bit older, I wanted to get into one of those leadership roles. So I became a UPAL. And for me, that was really important step in my development. It gave me the chance to help guide others through what they're going through and kind of be a mentor for them and a capacity that was age appropriate and also gave me the space to kind of be free in my diagnosis and who I am as a person. Yeah, I took on a UPAL role. And then um, a few years later, I became a U mentor. So for those people who are listening who might not know about that, UPOPLIS offers these roles to help empower youth and give them opportunities. And one thing we recognize is that sometimes schools um, require volunteer hours. And if youth are, you know, attending appointments or getting treatment and they can't be out there volunteering in their community, this is a great way for them to get an opportunity virtually. So you can volunteer when you're in hospital, you can volunteer when you're home, you can do your volunteer hours at whatever time of day you're feeling at your best. So youth can join to be a UPAL. And what we ask of the youth is that they create a space that interests them. So spaces are like groups. Um, so some people like to create things like there's a joke space, there's an NHL space, a Harry Potter space, a do-it-yourself craft space. But a youth would just create one of those spaces and they would ensure that they you know, post content on a regular basis that they invite people to be a part of that group. And if you want, your group can be or your space can be diagnosis specific. So if you wanted to have run a group on hip dysplasia, you could, and it would be very obvious on the page that it was not a staff-led space, that it's a youth-led space. I know one of the youth right now is leading one on SCARS and we can help and support that, but it's nice that you, the youth can take that leadership role and take your experiences and, and collaborate with one another to help people understand and cope with what they're going through. That is the initial volunteer role that we offer. And then the second role, there's actually three, but the second one, which is the next most popular would be the you mentor role, which is when you transition out of Eupopolis, when you turn 19 and coming back and being a you mentor, which means that you help us to do some things on the platform that the staff are working on, but you also work with the UPALs to do some content as well and to develop some things like videos and educational tools for other youth. So kind of bringing your expertise and your mentoring back to the other youth as well, which is so valuable and so appreciated on the platform. Um, and one thing that makes the platform unique compared to just like connecting on any other social media site. One thing that I remember is that I think your like volunteer hours that you got with Eupopolis is part of a scholarship application that you did. And when I was graduating from high school, I applied to a whole bunch of scholarships and Eupopolis had been a huge part of all of them. And like you said, it was mainly because it gave me the opportunity to get those volunteer hours when I was feeling at my best. And sometimes that wasn't during the school day. Actually, it often wasn't during the school day because I had such bad fatigue. And so I would come in on the evenings and you know, do some work and talk and chat and blog and everything that's fun and exciting about Eupopolis. And so I applied to the Terry Fox Humanitarian Award Scholarship 
And I was fortunate to be a recipient of that. That's huge. You should be incredibly proud. That's one amazing scholarship. Tell me a little bit about, I remember when I came on board with you, Pablis, there was a nice video of a chant opportunity. You got to connect with another peer that you met on Upopolis. Yeah. So this is probably my, one of the biggest things about Upopolis that was super special for me is I got the opportunity to film a promotional video with my best friend, Katrina. And so it started off as we did a little video in Salmon Arm and it was super exciting and great. And we used it for promotion. And a few years later, I happened to be traveling in the Maritimes. Uh, I didn't know it was all happening, but my mom was in contact with some producers and with the Pablo's people and they were organizing this production. And I had absolutely no idea. So we flew to Toronto after our trip, which was not the plan. We were supposed to fly back to BC. All of a sudden we were like at a hotel downtown and there was people coming and going and I had like a wardrobe fitting and I just kind of had no idea. I mean, I kind of started suspecting that it was going to be some type of filming because it was similar to the promotional video I had done before. So then on the day we drove out and this little house in Pickering outside Toronto and (laughs) it was super funny because we kind of pulled up and then somebody came out the door and immediately I recognized this is Katrina. So it was this girl who I'd been connecting with for years over Eupopolis. And we talked every single day. It was super special. And yeah, we shot this promotional video. It was professional done by TELUS. And it was a super fun experience because Katrina often didn't get the chance to, to really go outside and be, do these type of experiences. And for me to come and be across the country and meet her, something that would not have been possible other than through this promotional video, it was just, it was incredible. The relationship that the two you had was definitely what was intended when Uhopolis was put together, like in hopes that youth would connect. Sometimes our diagnosis and treatments really limit our ability to be out there socializing and interacting and to be able to bring, um, to build a relationship like the two you had within Uhopolis was amazing. But then to be able to give you guys that opportunity to connect and meet and just be face to face. And then the whole experience of it all, like you said, the wardrobe fitting and getting to experience Toronto, it was your relationship that inspired what we started last year, which was the connection award. We wanted to do something that would honor a great friendship. Like you guys had developed, we came up with this connection award. And what it is, is that Every year, the grade 12 students who are graduating, who are members of the Eupopolis platform, they get to be invited to submit an application for our bursaries. And we have up to four bursaries of $250 that we give out every year to people who apply for that. And last year, we had two recipients, and they actually did one of the very early podcast episodes with me. But just to give them an opportunity, and that $250 is meant for like ongoing education. So maybe people are going to use that to put towards a respiratory therapy registration or admission fees at college. Maybe they just want swag from the bookstore. Maybe you need that university hoodie, or maybe you need to buy some textbooks or some online books. And so that money is just the goal of it is to use it towards your secondary education, whether or not that be for the actual tuition fees or so you can get some of those extras that you might not necessarily get because there's so many other costs associated with going off to further your education. So creating that award was really inspired by like the friendship that the two you had and, and then some other friendships that I see developing on the site. I love every month we have now what we call a you meet. And it was kind of inspired by that video is 
how can we bring youth together face to face? But we definitely can't do that in a pandemic. Coming up with just ways to play games and stuff on video call where we can all see each other and actually talk to each other so that when we are talking on the platform and we don't have the opportunity for a video, um, that we're just when we're just chatting back and forth or posting on each other's walls, at least we've connected before in some kind of programming you meet where where we've actually like physically like talked and got to know each other and you know kind of got to know each other's personality quirks, which is super valuable. And I know the youth are definitely enjoying them. Definitely. I think it's really important to, I mean, it's, it's important to have both, to have the, the virtual uh, platform stuff, but also that in-person thing really makes it real and like solidifies that these are real people and that you get to see them in a different setting too. Yeah, definitely. And then you also get to learn like what, even more about like what people's interests are or they can just having like tons of fun and either personalities exploring those, which is always great. I think personalities also come up in the spaces and the groups that people create. And as you were saying earlier, like you like to blog. I think that's one of the nice things is that you can create a space on Eupopolis and you can make it private. So it's just for yourself. So if you wanted to blog, you would just kind of journal yourself and keep that blog running and you don't have to invite anyone to it. Or you can make it so that you can invite people or you can make it wide open for everybody on the platform to be able to read. So it's nice to have all those options where you have a little bit of control over what you're doing, because we know when it comes to diagnosis and procedures and all the hospital stuff, finding control and ways that you can still have control as a teenager is super important because some things just have to happen. Sometimes there's not an alternative. So really finding ways that give you guys back that control is super important. Yeah. I think that was one of the most important things for me. And I I think the reason the blogging is so important is because Katrina, that was her favorite thing to do. And she would post these really long, long, long blogs for everybody to read. And it was super helpful. I know not just to me, but to a lot of other users. Helpful to process for the person. Like, you know, you're actually, when you're writing that, you're processing the whole experience and can kind of reliving it and gives you a chance to look at things like in another lens. I always tell you, sometimes you have a certain perspective on something, like how you think something is happening. But when you like sit down and write it out, or if you sit down and think about how somebody else might be seeing it, it can give you a whole other perspective. Blogging is one of those things where it lets you experience things again, or in a whole new way. Totally agree. I've loved having you on the podcast. I know we're just chatting away here and I've even lost track of time, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners? You know, I think that the only thing I'd like to share is that how important Eupopolis is. And if you do know a youth or you are a youth, reach out because it's it's really an incredible platform and incredible way to connect with others in a unique way virtually. Yeah, thanks, Maggie. It is. And it's super tricky. I was talking to Jen about this in episode 19, like coming up, being brave enough. And I know youth are online all the time these days, but being brave enough to join a community where you don't know anybody um, is kind of taking that first step. And if you just give it a couple of times and log in a few times and reach out and make a friend or two or accept a friend request or two um, and just kind of build on those initial first relationships or the first contests that you see come up or the first you meet just actually attending it gives you that stepping off point where you would actually maybe find out that it's just what you need and you can actually find your comfort zone in it, even though you're stepping out of your comfort zone, maybe 
to go somewhere where you absolutely don't know anybody. So you kind of have to think in terms of, I'm going to go on there and I don't know anybody, but there's other youth on there that go to BC Children's or there's other youth on there that go to sick kids and I go to sick kids or I have hip dysplasia and there's going to be other youth. So you kind of have to really sit and think about what do you have in common with these people? And then, you know, throw out there on your profile. Um, There's, I know, a series of questions that we always ask that people can have a look at before they make friends with people, like filling that out so people know um, what they have in common with you, like what music they're interested in, what podcasts, what books, what movies, what sports, all those things, and even diagnosis so that people can find things that they have in common so that they're comfortable reaching out and connecting. And it gives you some starting off talking points for getting to know each other. Thanks for joining me. I've loved having you and I've loved having you be a part of Upopolis. And I know that you're going to come back and do some stuff with us. We were talking about that recently. So that's what gave me the idea to have you join the podcast. Thank you for having such an amazing relationship with Katrina and inspiring us to have this connection award because it's going to go on for a long, long time and be super valuable and helpful to lots of youth out there. Wish you all the best in your life last few years as a student in respiratory therapy and can't wait to hear about all your adventures. Thank you. And thank you for having me.